welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Good morning. Uh, my name is Jeff, and I'm a sexaholic. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the meeting this morning of uh, working the steps versus just showing up. Uh, let's see. Uh, got a timer. Would you join me in the serenity prayer? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I will not mind be done. And I've asked, uh, was it Dave or Don to read a vision for you, or not a vision for you, a uh, solution. And come up here. Dan Sexaholic. The solution. We saw that our problem was threefold, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Healing had to come about in all three. The crucial change in attitude began when we admitted we were powerless, that our habit had us whipped. We came to meetings and withdrew from our habit. For some, this meant no sex with themselves or others, including not getting into relationships. For others, it also meant drying out, not having sex with the spouse for a time to recover from lust. We discovered that we could stop, that not feeding the hunger didn't kill us, that sex was indeed optional. There was hope for freedom, and we began to feel alive. Encouraged to continue, we turned more and more away from our isolating obsession with self, sex and self and turned to God and others. All this was scary. We couldn't see the path ahead, except that others had gone that way before. Each new step of surrender felt it would be off the edge into oblivion, but we took it. And instead of killing us... Surrender was killing the obsession. We had stepped into the light, into a whole new way of life. The fellowship gave us monitoring and support to keep us from being overwhelmed, a safe haven where we could finally face ourselves. Instead of covering our feelings with compulsive sex, we began exposing the roots of our spiritual emptiness and hunger, and the healing began. And we faced our defects. We became willing to change. Surrendering them broke the power they had over us. We began to be more uncomfortable with ourselves and others for the first time without feeding our drug. Forgiving all who had injured us and without injuring others, we tried to right our wrongs. At each amends, more of the dreadful load of guilt dropped from our shoulders until we could lift our heads and look the world in the eye and stand free. We began practicing a positive sobriety taking the actions of love to improve our relations with others. We were learning how to give, and the measure we gave was the measure we got back. We were finding what none of the substitutes had ever supplied. We were making the real connection. We were home. Welcome to the meeting of Sexaholics Anonymous. This is a closed meeting. Only conference attendees registered as sexaholics may attend this meeting. This is a topic meeting. I will introduce the topic, then there will be time allotted for sharing on the topic. 
SA is an anonymous program. Many of us carry cell phones, mobile computers, uh, compatible of audio and visual recordings. To maximize our commitment to anonymity, we cannot allow the use of these devices for recording of anything inside this conference. This is also a recorded meeting, and the record, recorder cannot be turned off. If you choose to share, you must speak clearly, directly into the microphone. By choosing to speak, you give consent to All Star Media to record your share. You may choose to introduce yourself by another name if you, if you desire. All Star Media is an outside vendor, carefully selected by the Unity Conference Planning Committee. By the terms of our contract with All Star Media, uh, may sell and distribute these audio recordings to registered conference attendees outside the weekend only, on site this weekend only. Uh, I think we already did a reading. So uh, for the next five minutes, I'm going to share uh my experience, strength, and hope as it relates to the topic. Uh, and then uh, Don over here, he's going to share for a, for a little bit. Uh, like I said, I'll share for uh, four to five, six minutes, something like that. Uh, you're welcome to uh, give me a stop at that point if I go a little bit long. Uh, and then we'll open it up. We'll set the timer for about three minutes, uh, and we'll be timing. If you want to come up here, so we're not uh, trying to pass this around, if you want to sit up here so we can pass the microphone over to you, uh, we'd appreciate that. Uh, again, I'm Jeff, and I'm a sexaholic. And uh, this meeting is about working the steps versus uh, just showing up. And uh, uh I'm very fortunate that uh, when I came to uh, Sexaholics Anonymous, I, I landed in a group that was pretty involved in, in, uh, in sponsorship and in working the steps. Uh, my idea when I came in here, because I had a little bit of experience with 12 steps, I didn't want to come to Sexaholics Anonymous. I didn't want to be involved in a 12-step program. I knew what it was about. I'm a, a recovering alcoholic that had been out of meetings for uh, close to 15 years and I was in uh, spiritual disease when I got here, uh, spiritually sick, and and, uh, and my life had been blown up. But I, I still didn't want to come into a 12-step program. Uh, I came here uh, with the attitude of, of getting them off my back. Uh, my first meeting, uh, uh, the, one of the guys that did my newcomer meeting uh, ended up becoming my sponsor. Uh, we had some similar uh, background of... Uh, uh, some of my underage stuff that got me in these rooms. And, uh, uh, I felt like I fit in. I, I, I really believed, uh, and I shared this a little bit last night. So if you heard this last night, uh, uh, just bear with me again. But, uh, I really believed that I was going to go to the church. The church was my answer. I believe, uh, coming up to my, my, my real bottom, uh, I was searching for God. I, I my wife was uh, believed in was in a faith tradition, and and uh, I kept promising promising her that I would I would stop uh, the computer usage and and quit pushing boundaries in our marriage. Uh, but I, I I had no 
clue of how to stop that, but I, I promised I would uh, stop the computer usage. I'd get involved in church, and when it when the bomb fell out and I and I destroyed our lives, uh, that was my answer to her. I'll go to church and I'll have them pray for me and I'll get involved. and And I end up uh, all all my doors shut and I end up in Sexaholics Anonymous. And uh, I knew from my first meeting that I was in the right place. And I. I uh, Shortly afterwards, asked uh, the guy that did my newcomer meeting to sponsor me. Uh, it took me a while to. Uh, uh, I, I started working steps, but I, I had a really hard time calling him. I, I would I, I would dial his number. I remember being at home, and I'd, I'd dial his number on my phone, and I'd stare at it, and I was scared to death to to make contact. Uh, I'm a very isolated person, especially when I'm in my disease and, and making contact with others was difficult. But uh, I started, uh, I finally felt comfortable enough to uh, start working some steps with him and I also got involved in a, in a meeting that was, uh, was a workshop, a couple of workshops of uh, hearing people sharing in the big book of, of what... Uh, what I'm going to get if I work steps. And it was so interesting. The guy led it so well that it was like, my God, why wouldn't you want to work steps? Uh, and I also watched people around here that just came to a meeting and just showed up. And I really didn't want what they had. Uh, they didn't look healthy, uh, constantly relapsing, and I didn't want that. I, I wanted... I really wanted my old life back. I wanted my wife to love me. I wanted my granddaughters back in my life, and and I wanted everything like it was before. Uh, I I quickly realized after doing a first step and and uh, realizing that I'm a sexaholic, and I blew up my life. That life was never going to be the same. It was going to be different. Uh, that's all I was guaranteed. Is life is going to get different, and. Uh, you know, I got in the big book, and, and it talks in the big book that uh, I'm powerless, and the only solution to a powerless condition is to find a power. And if I do what these people did uh, in the 1930s, uh, having had working steps and getting to a spiritual experience, uh, that's going to solve my problem. Uh, I, I wasn't. I was not going to recover. Uh, so I did the steps. Uh, I realized, you know, the first three steps are, are, are really good. I, I, I was powerless. My life is unmanageable. Uh, I'm insane in my thinking, and I believe that God could restore me to sanity. And uh, I made that decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God, as I understand him. I have, I have a very limited understanding of what this God thing is all about, other than I know he shows up when I need him. Uh, I don't understand it. I got a lot of old uh, beliefs in, in religious background. And uh, so I, I was very confused on that. But I just made that decision uh, to turn my will and my life over to God. And uh, it was told to me that my will is, is, is uh, my thinking and, and my life is my actions and I have to inventory. I have to inventory that. I, what am I going to turn over my will and my life if I don't do some inventory and figure out what my thinking is all about? My thinking is what gets me in trouble, and I have to inventory my thinking, and uh, and my actions are what causes the guilt that makes me continue to want to act out. So I had to inventory that, uh, and I did a four-step uh I finally got up to the point of, of uh, you know, doing the character defects and, and trying to change some of my my uh, 
areas that I was weak in. I was very non-relational. Uh, I, my motto was people are overrated. I really don't have much to do with you. Uh, sitting up here in front of a microphone would have, would have been probably wanting me, making me want to just run away and get out of here. But fortunately, I, my second sponsor, uh, made me get out of myself and do things around here and get involved. But uh, I finally got to the point where I was able to go back to my family and, and make amends and uh, sit down with them and just explain that I realized I caused a lot of harm and damage in their lives. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't give me a pat on the back. They asked me what I was going to do differently, you know, if I was around the girls or if I was in a situation, if they're having a pool party, what am I going to do? And I was very happy to say, if you're having a pool party, I'm probably not going to show up. Uh, because uh, it's probably not a good place for me, so I'll just bow out. Or if I'm uncomfortable, I'll I'll leave. And and they questioned me. Uh, uh, I also got involved in uh, in service. I think there's all areas. I, I have to be involved in people. I have to be involved in fellowship. I have to be involved in step work. And I have to be involved in service. Uh, all three of those are going to pretty much ensure that uh, I might stay sober today. There's just a chance that I might be able to stay sober today. So if I just show up and I just do what, uh, uh, and just showing up, I think is for me would be just getting them off my back. I'm just going to do a check mark. Air. I went to a meeting. I need. I'm a really good guy now. And hey, I got a chip. You know, I like those chips. Like, look what I got. Wife is oh boy. Jesus, you got 30 days. I'm, you're so great. You know, she had no problem staying sober. Anyway, uh, that's a little bit of my experience. I do believe in the step works. I believe in, uh, in working it, uh, because that's really for me, uh, the only way I'm going to recover. And I have to continue. I, I realize today that, uh, if I don't do the steps, I regress very quickly. Character defects come back. Lust comes back strong. And if I don't continue to do this, uh, I told you I was in another 12-step years ago, and, and I got some recovery, but uh, I got what I wanted, and I left, and I ended up uh, a sex addict. Uh, I, oh, joy. Sometimes I, I say, man, I just would like to be an alcoholic. But uh, I am a sex addict today, and I'm going to pass it over to Don here. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, good morning. Uh, my name is Don. I'm a sexaholic. Um, so, uh, working the steps versus just showing up, you know, I have, a, a um, my, my previous job before now I was, uh, I was active duty military and it's so easy to just show up. Um, although I didn't want to be there and I, I assimilate that to, um, SA when I first started coming, um, I knew I had to be there. I just showed up and, um, I didn't want to be there. I did it for the appearance. Um, what did I get out of it? Well, I'll tell you what I got out of it, out of, out of being in the program for a total number of over, uh, three years. I have just, uh, under two of sobriety. Um, but, um, my life at the time, you know, of not being present was so much in my face, especially at home with my wife and my kids of being there, but not being present, kind of like just showing up, um, at home. I had no other choice. That's where I lived. And I figured, hey, you know what? At least I'm going to meetings. Uh, before it was, at least I'm trying to stop acting out. Before that was, at least I went and got therapy. And 
all these little short victories or small victories that I thought I had was absolutely nothing because I wasn't actively trying to stop acting out. I didn't want to stop lusting. It was the greatest thing that I, that was the only thing I had when, when I was faced with a lot of, 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 um, of difficulty in my life, whether it was deployments or whether it was, um, things I just didn't understand as being a dad and trying to raise my kids or, or just being me and celebrating, Hey, look, I did something great. Let me go act out. Um, I, I didn't have to have a reason to lust. I just wanted to. So what this program has taught me. And it only taught me because I decided to not just show up. I think uh, I heard it best. I think some of you have heard this before. Um, you want to feel better, go to meetings. You want to get better, work the steps. Um, that's very powerful. It's powerful because when you do the step work, you see the progress because other people see it in you. And they tell you that. You may not see it if you look yourself in the mirror or if you finally get that courage to look at yourself in the mirror. Uh, one day you may not see it. Um, but it's, it's the, it's the fellowship. It's the community. It's being strong and finding strength in one another that I know I can't live without this program. Um, so if I just show up, it's not good enough. It can't be. I've proven that to myself, but if I, if I take the bashing from my sponsor that I know I deserve, uh, when I get the courage to tell him, Hey, you know, I, I've been, I've been lusting again, or I'm calling him and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm having troubles with, with, with wanting to act out right now. You know, normally before my pattern was, you know, I'll get up early in the morning so I can lust and then get ready for the day. Um, he'll tell me, at least you're calling me. You know, what did you do before besides trying to white knuckle it or give in? And, um, that in itself, those little actions that the program has taught me has given me more than just small victories. Um, so, uh, I, I find out that when I work the steps that I can be better, not just feel better. I find out that when I work the steps and I, and trust me, I'm not, I'm not at all, um, you know, I, I'm still on, I, I just started my fourth and, uh, this personal inventory, when I first, uh, heard about it, um, I was like, oh yeah, no problem. I got it. Cause you know, I, I have a, I have a list of things that I hate about myself, but it, it's not about hating yourself. It's about loving yourself. It's about digging deeper than saying the surface stuff that everybody sees, the surface stuff that, that your, that your, your spouse or your, or your kids, you know, look at you like, Man, you really are sick or man, you're really sick. Um, it's more than just that. It's, it's digging deep because I want to dig deep and putting it on paper and looking at it and, and looking at myself in the mirror and saying, am I a better person today than I was tomorrow? It's about surrender. It's surrendering to pride. I mean, I, I have a, a long list and I could go on forever about how bad of a person I am, but. You know, it's the disease. It's my sickness. I am a good person that God loves. My God loves me. And that, that has to say a lot. My God forgives me. That has to say, you know, who am I to not be able to forgive somebody else or forgive myself? And I wouldn't know that if I didn't work the steps. 
I wouldn't know that if I didn't see that in my fellows and, and hear their testimonies. I wouldn't know that. And I wouldn't know that without this program. I would think that I had power enough to control my life and, and not do it anymore or, or lie to myself and, and, and others again. Um, so, um, I, I heard in one of my, uh, in my home group meeting a, cu- a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, um, somebody asked uh, a, a gentleman, um, what he does for a living. And he says, Oh, I worked a program. And he goes, Oh, you mean what do I do for money? And I said, Holy crap. You know, I can identify with where I'm at working. I can identify with who I've been, but can I identify with who I am and, and can I identify with who God wants me to be? Uh, thanks for letting me share. Uh, we're uh, open for some sharing. We're going to have a timer for about three minutes. So uh, if you want to just come up here and get in line here, uh, try to share on the topic, try not to get too much off the topic uh, about uh, steps and uh, just showing up. And I'm going to leave it open to uh, anybody who wants to come up here. And if you don't come up here, I'm going to keep sharing here, and you don't want to hear me talk anymore. That's scary. <laughs> it is scary. I'll start some stuff. I'm Dale, and I'm a recovering sexaholic. I'm not up here to give you a sales pitch or to sugarcoat it. Are you in pain? Do you want to change? If you want to change, work some steps. If you want to stay in pain, don't do shit. (laughs) When you get in enough pain... Pains are the stepping stones to spiritual progress. Simple as that. That's what got me here was pain. What gets me motivated? Pain. You know? Um, it's like there's some people around here that got, uh, and it's, you know, they got uh, over 10 years of sobriety. Go ask them what, why do they stay here? Why are people around here, you know, 20 years and more? Okay, if there wasn't a better thing to have, I wouldn't be here. I've been here over twenty years. Can't say I got twenty years of sobriety, but you know what? I got a hell of a lot better life I had <clears throat> than when I got here. And if it wasn't a better gig, I'd go back out and do that. Come find out why. Come, come get in my truck, drive around, do what I do. Okay, don't come up here and think I'm up here, you know, these, these people aren't up here, you know, throwing a line of BS. Go get in their vehicle, follow them around. Find some people that have what you want. Go find out what they do and why they do it. Okay? <clears throat> this, if you got a, if you got, if you need a pep pitch to work the steps, eh, what can I say? <laughs> Thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Dale. If you disagree, come on up. <laughs> uh, my name is Robin. I'm a sexaholic. Hey, Robin. I guess I want to talk about just showing up. 
I've been in the program a long time, over 25 years, and I don't have any sobriety. I know program talk. Uh, I got people who still think that I'm a good person to be their sponsor. Um, but one of the things I'm struggling with is the humility to acknowledge that I'm a sexaholic. Um, I was talking to my sponsor this morning. I had this telling him that on the way over here to the to this unity conference, I was thinking that, well, I have a private room. Maybe when I get here, I'll just call an escort, and I can have an escort at the unity conference. I was riding over here with a couple of guys, and I didn't bother to share that notion with them. Because uh, I don't have the humility to acknowledge that I'm a sexaholic after 25 years. So when I got here, I looked at porn. Because I'm a sexaholic, and, I'm, and I don't have the humility to acknowledge that. I'm successful in my profession. And the reason I'm successful in my profession is because I'm, I'm humble about the work that I do. And I know I don't have all the answers. I have a pretty good relationship with my wife because uh, I realize that uh, we're not in the business of fixing one another. And I'm humble enough to recognize that I can't fix her and she can't fix me. But I don't have the humility in this program to admit to a bunch of other sexaholics that I'm, that I'm a sexaholic and that I'm not, I don't have that humility. And um, I'm beginning to realize that until I get the humility, I'll never be able to work the, my step work won't mean anything. Um, so that's where I'm at this morning struggling with being a humble person um, and and recognizing that without humility I, I will never be I'll never have sobriety and recovery will be just not even in the picture so I'm not sober today or I'm barely sober today that's where I'm at thank you Real, real quick, do we have any newcomers that are new to the conference or new, uh, like in their first 30 days? Not that new? We might get you up here a little bit later, but uh, anyway, first time out. We, we would appreciate if you come up and share if you're fairly new around here. I'm Jim, I'm a sexaholic. Yeah, the topic of this meeting is this is the theme of my uh, years in program. I came in in 2000. And more or less hit the ground running, got a sponsor, started working the steps, worked up to step eight and stayed sober for three and a half years. Uh, got a resentment toward my sponsor, stopped calling them, stopped working the steps. A couple months went by, I relapsed, ended up in rehab for the second time. Nobody, I could not, never have foreseen that after that, I would not stay sober for, for any length of time for another five years. And that was the most demoralizing thing. You know, I'd act out every month or two. And being scientifically inclined, I did an experiment. 
I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work my work this program hard. And I went to eight meetings a week, called five guys a day. And I did this for four and a half years and I could not stay sober because I was doing a scientific, a scientific experiment. What happens if I do everything except call my sponsor and work the steps? And of course I had finished step nine and I was working on step 10. Step 10 means, oh, live a good life, you know, be good to people. So I was like, one day I realized I haven't been on step 10 for four and a half years. I've been on no step for four and a half years. And I started rewriting step one, started all over again and stayed sober for three years. It was that simple for me. I called up my sponsor. I got to work the steps again. I've been lying, you know, to myself about what I'm doing and immediately got sober, stayed sober, like I said, for another three years. And it's clear to me that when they say these are the steps we took, which are recommended as a program of recovery, program means the steps, you know, and that's the, I think the theme of this, what this topic means to me. If I can be a come in and be around the program, I can feel good about myself. I can still be acting out. If I want to change, um, I can work the steps because the steps are the program. So that's been the theme of, uh, my time in SA. And I hope that can, uh, you know, I think I see a lot of guys who, even people who've been in the program for a long time that don't get that. <coughs> Uh, don't, no one's ever sat down and taught, told them, look, you know, the program is the steps. And if you want to work the program, you work the steps. If you want to get better, you work the steps. And that's been the, and I never want to stop working the steps. And I don't plan to ever stop working the steps. Thank you for listening. Donnie Sexolic. Uh, I'm not quite sure where I want to go with this share, but I saw the topic and knew I needed to be here. Uh, I'm good at showing up. Uh, it's kind of with the uh, co-lead share about being in the military, you just kind of show up and it's easy and do what you're told and all that stuff and it works out. And somehow, uh, I guess obedience somehow can prove that you're competent. Uh, but I don't think that's the case in uh, when it comes to working the steps. Because I still actually have to do it. And um, in the past year or so, I've really noticed how much I struggle with passive aggressiveness and how dormant it is and, um, uh, or how not dormant, how, how it's been underlying everything, uh, all my actions for many, many years. And, uh, I get into this self pity of, you know, woe is me. I'm passive aggressive and there's nothing I can do about it. And I ask God for help. And of course, he always puts me in more situations where I can do something about my passive aggressiveness rather than just let it slide. Um, but the answer to all that is working the steps on it and doing a step four and then five uh, with my sponsor instead of just stalling. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, perfectionism and high expectations. Uh, like when I complete step four, I'll be cured of passive aggressiveness. Well, I'm probably not going to be cured of that. <laughs> I'm going to get, you know, 1% better at it. And then when I go through again the next time, I'll get another 1% better at it and again and again and again. And, uh, letting that progress, not perfection, uh, statement hold a lot more weight than, uh, perfectionism. So I think that's all I got. Thanks. Duster, grateful sexaholic. Um, interesting. I, I've spent a lot of time in fellowships, not working the steps. 
Um, I thought I was working the steps. Um, my first meeting was in 2000 and it took me over two years probably to work this through the steps the first time. Um, and I, it was mostly a self-guided tour. Um, next 11 years, um, I was halfway through again. So a lot of times not working the steps. Um, I was going to, to four meetings by the end of that period of time. I, I was always going to multiple meetings a week. I was involved. I was doing things in those meetings. Um, I finally got step one and that was in November of 2013. Now I'm wrapping up my sixth four step, a lot more working the steps and, and I, Really appreciate the, the thought, you know, the program is the steps. That's all there is. Um, the rest, the fellowship, that's great stuff. Um, but it's not the program. And, uh, and it's been interesting because lately I've had a lot of things eating my lunch. Um, I'm working through the steps again with a big book sponsor and I came down here early to, to work the fifth step with him and, uh, um, and in all my involvement, though, even though I'm doing all that, I really wasn't working the 10th step on these things. I, I was just, I was talking about it to people. I was talking about it in meetings and not really surrendering all this stuff, not working, doing an inventory on it. And, and now it's part of my fourth step. I just have been tacking it on to the fourth step and, and, uh, things changed in the last couple of days. And I think it was because I finally put them down on paper, got as far as the prayer work um, on these items that are fears and, and resentments and stuff like that that have just been eating my lunch for the last two months. And and I'm very involved. I'm going to four to six meetings a week. I've got a couple of meetings that I have weekly commitments in. Um, I'm involved in our inner group. I, that's why I'm here at this conference. Is um, I'm the IGR from Utah. But to a certain extent, and I, and I don't want to downplay service, but to a certain extent, I'm just showing up at a different level. If I'm, if I realize there's things that are disturbing me and I'm not doing anything, I'm not working the steps on them. Um, the last couple of months, I've been seeing how close I can get to relapse without resetting my sobriety. Um, and I went to the relapse, how to break the cycle last hour just because I thought, yeah, if, mentally I'm in relapse mode and, uh, or have been. And, and right now I'm firing on all cylinders again. And I think it's because of the step work on those things that have been eating my lunch. And, uh, I have to work the steps. I can't just show up no matter what level of showing up I'm, I'm doing. And, uh, I'll take another 24. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Let's try. Hi, everyone. My name is Bob. I'm a sexaholic. Uh, when I first came into the program, uh, I got to tell you, I was so checked out, I didn't know what was going on. I really it mentally was checked out. I remember the first time uh, I was told by a therapist, a uh, marriage therapist, that I was a sexaholic. I, I put up a pretty good argument. Um, I don't know why, but I just absolutely told him he was wrong. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And he recommended I go to SA. And, and I got here. And I don't know why. I, I, they just told me to come here, you know, that obedience. I'm good at that. And, and when I did my first three steps, my sponsor 
went through them diligently with me. And the first one, he told me I was powerless. And I said, okay. And then he said, uh, you know, uh, your life's become unmanageable and, uh, and that, you know, that, that, you know, the second step. And I said, well, I don't disagree with that, you know. And I went through these mediocre first three steps because I never got powerlessness. I never got it. I, you know, when the, when that therapist told me that I, it wasn't my fault, that I was an addict, I fought that. Um, and seven years into another program, I'm sitting there and a guy says, So your life's a mess and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's when I got the first step. And believe me, it's hard to work the steps till you get the first step. I never believed that God was greater than me. I believed he was on a plane with Aquaman, Superman, me, God. Because you know what? Let's face it. God really doesn't show up on my time. I needed help now. Help me now. Nothing. You know, the way I approached it, the timing. Um, I just kept bringing the disease along with uh, what I thought was the step work. Of course, I didn't tell anybody that. Never told my sponsor. Just went home and said, uh, crap, you know, this is, this is just taking too long. You know, I'm still in misery. And the first step is tough. You know, just to, to walk in here and, and tell me there's nothing I can do about it. It's especially difficult to get sober when acting out is still on the table. Because if you told me there's nothing I can do about lust, I tell you, you were wrong. I can act out. And that would take care of lust for the moment. And believe me, it does. And I could not see the consequences of my acting out. I could not see it. Uh, other than the fact of my marriage tanking. That was real. Um, and I just switched addictions. Thank you very much. Moved along, got my sobriety, and uh, and all I needed was that one moment, that one opportunity to send me off the edge. And when it happened, I went off the edge with a vengeance. And for eight years, I was out there. That's after being sober for 10 in SA. I went out for eight long years. And you know when I came to? Uh, the, the day that the two trains collided up there in Rocky Peak. Uh, I came to that day. And I walked back into my original uh, home group and I got nothing but, hey, where you been? How you doing? Certainly wasn't what I expected, but uh, the first step is tough. The first step is tough to admit powerlessness. If I couldn't do that, nothing was going to come that was going to be of any real worth to me. So, you know, thank God I didn't have to go get somebody and say, I'm not powerlessness. They came to me in form of that statement. And uh, I'm forever grateful. Thank you. I'm Dale. I'm a sexaholic. There's nobody sitting here, so I come up here to make amends. Erase that first one. <clears throat> um, I'm supposed to share experience, strength, and hope. I heard about these two gentlemen talked about the first three steps. You know, steps four through nine for you new guys, they allow me to deal with the past. They allow me to put my head on the pillow at night, and I'm not waking up in the middle of the night about those people that have harmed me that day or I've maybe run me off the freeway or uh, what my dad or mom did to me or my sister or whatever. Um, and I've got stories and all those things. We all do. That's how we get here. 
we don't come here because our families were lily white. Some were, maybe. <laughs> but you know what's nice is, is I get to straighten, I get to clean up my side of the street. They may never change and that's okay. I get the, I get the tools here and how to, lo- how to live with those dysfunctional members of my family and how to act appropriately around them. Um, sometimes not very long. I don't have to attend things and, and stay there very long. Um, my first, uh, Christmas, I tried to, uh, uh, bite my tongue and my behavior. I uh, called my sponsor three times in three hours <clears throat> and we went to, and we did the first three steps. Um, and, uh, I was able to behave myself and bite my tongue. And, uh, and it's grown over the years. Um, those are the things that are benefits from working the steps. You know, I get, I get a chance to, to get a new employer and, uh, and take the appropriate actions. And you know what? I don't have to worry about the results. That's somebody else's job. It's not mine. And, uh, it's like, what a gift. Besides being able to, you know, I, I got it. I get a chance by working some steps. I get to meet some people that are, we are like-minded. You know, we may not come from the same background or any of that stuff, but we got a common bond and we got a common solution. And what's neat is, is that, you know, I, I ran into some people just at breakfast this morning. I haven't seen in a couple of years. What a gift. You know, it's like, it's like a family reunion coming to this thing, you know, and uh, hell, we're all fully clothed. You know, we're all, uh, you know, we're not loaded on drugs and alcohol. Well, I got some pain pills in me, but besides that, you know, I'm somewhat right, right in my own mind. Uh, what a gift. I hope you keep coming back and that you, uh, jump in the middle of this thing. Everything that we ask you to do, you're not going to want to do. That's just the way it works. And uh, I can't see where I'm going. I can only see where I've been. That's just the way it works here. But the deal is, is that if you're in a home, a good home group, everybody in that home group that's worked the steps have done the same thing. You know, and you got people around you that will support you while you go through whatever's going on. What a gift. And you haven't got a bunch of family members pulling you six different directions. Hey, this is what we do. You know, we don't know how it's going to turn out, but this is what we do. And it's going to be okay when you get to the other end. We don't know how it's going to turn out, but it's going to be okay. Thanks for letting me share. That's what happens when you leave the mic open. (laughs) I assume we're live here. Um i got to admit, this recording thing makes me a little nervous, so for the purposes of this, uh, my name is Meals. Um, I'm new to the program uh, since June, after I was found out by my wife, all the, the infidelity and bad, infidelities and bad things I was doing. And so I came to the program, not of my own will, but uh, you know, basically to avoid hitting absolute rock bottom. My wife has been kind enough and graceful enough not to out me to the entire world. 
And so, I don't know, about 130-ish days into this program, first half of it was just meetings, 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 and not really digging deeper into anything. And now I, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be making any progress towards my real problems. And so now I have a sponsor. I'm actively working my first step. And, uh, you know, I'm here because, uh, and I have been attending meetings that I think speak to me. Uh, they're more appropriate for the spot that I'm in it right now and uh, getting little pearls of wisdom from all you people that share your stories. Um, so, so I'm working my first, first step. And I'm ashamed of everything. But it's something I got to go through. Even just driving out here, I drove past an area where I, I realized, oh my God, there's one more area where I acted out and I'd forgotten it. And it's just like my list of behavior is enormous in my mind. And I know that if I'm not pushing the ball uphill, then it's going to be rolling downhill and I've got to be moving forward. And so I know that there's a need to be working the steps. And I'm grateful for all the help you guys and, and gals are, are here giving me because I desperately need it. So that's all. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> Thanks, Mills. Uh, Tony Sixaholic. Um, yeah, I came into it uh, like three years ago, um, you know, with my ass on fire. And uh, and I, I would do anything. I was willing to do anything uh, to earn back everything that I had lost or given away. I didn't lose it. I gave it away. I donated it to addiction. Um, and so I got into the steps and I, I worked them at a rapid pace, probably record pace, probably set a new record and, uh, you know, four step amends my amends. I shot from the hip. I didn't write anything down. I went in there and just, uh, just tried to do it to the best of my ability. And I probably blew seven eighths of them. Um, but I was doing it for the wrong reason. I was doing it to earn some things back instead of for sobriety. Um, and then once I got done, I was thinking there was going to be like a diploma ceremony where I was going to get this diploma that I could hang on the wall in the family room and my family could look at it and think, Oh, dad's going to be all right. And, um, and that didn't happen. So, um, you know, after doing it, working the steps, uh, you know, I was actually divorced from my wife and she remarried me, you know, holy smokes, this thing is magic. And, uh, and then once I got remarried, um, I thought I could pump the brakes and I thought that I could, uh, find an easier, softer way to do this. And, um, you know, I would go to, uh, half a meeting, leave early and, uh, you know, just so I could say I went to a meeting and it was only one meeting a week. And, uh, and then it eventually got to after a couple of years where I got really complacent and it was 10 months of no meetings. And I thought, um, when I get back, I was working out of town. When I get back from working out of town, I'm going straight back to that meeting. And, uh, you know, I made it 10 months out of 12 months working out of town and I had a major relapse and, uh, everything just fell apart again. So here I am again doing it. Um, Trying to understand that the steps uh, got to be more deliberate and more, um, and that the steps that you never stop working the steps. I, I am I'm beginning to understand that, and um, and I got a different sponsor, and 
that is letting me work these steps at a slower pace, uh, like six and seven, you know what I mean? That says in the book that uh, that's where the separates the men from the boys, the rubber meets the road, right, is uh, the character defects. Uh, character defects to me before was, uh, yeah, I got them, and uh, this is going to fix it if I just go to half a meeting a week. And um, and it doesn't. It doesn't fix it. Um, uh, being of service, uh, never of service. I don't have time. I'm, I'm a pretty busy guy. I'm selfish with my time. Um, you know, sponsoring somebody, oh, my gosh, I don't have time for that, you know, or making phone calls. I really don't want to bother these guys. You know, it's, it's inconvenient for these guys, you know, so I'm, I'm doing them a favor by not making the calls. So, um, but it's all coming around now. It's all coming to light for me. And coming to this thing here and seeing guys that I know from – Half a dozen meetings that I go to a week, uh, you know, it's pretty cool. And um, I'm understanding it, and I really appreciate uh, everything that you guys say and do, and um, I'm appreciative. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm Jerry, a Jerry, a sexaholic. Um, uh, I'm uh, just recently got 20 years sobriety, and uh, I go still go to three meetings a week, and I go to conventions, and I do service, and I do all that stuff. And the reason uh, why is because with that and with doing the steps, I'm slowly becoming the kind of person I always wanted to be, and. Uh, one of the things I, I have, I have to, I keep telling my sponsees is the steps don't make you into something weird. They just help you to become the kind of person you want to be because you're in charge. The steps aren't going to warp you in some weird way. Um, for some reason, people think that I don't totally know why. Uh, service is another thing I, I've done a lot of, and there's a reason I got kind of drafted into it at first. But uh, if you want to work on your character defects, get into service, you know. Get into a room full of sexaholics and try to be an idiot, and they'll tell you. <laughs> they'll point out all of your defects, and it's a good place. It's a safe place to work on changing, you know. Because they're, uh, these groups are pretty, pretty gentle about that. They don't really give you a really, at least they haven't given me a bad time, you know. Um, when I was chair of the GDA, the, someone asked me what it was like, and the, I told them it was like herding chick, herding cats, <laughs> which is more or less accurate. <laughs> It's a great way to get you to really understand your character defects, what's wrong, what you need to work on and change. Thank you. Hi, guys. My name is Dave. I'm a sexaholic. Uh, grateful to be here this weekend and... Uh, been in the program for two years and uh, gratefully sober. Um, I spent a lot of time in my life, uh, career-wise and personal-wise, wanting to look good, working on my reputation. I'm a nice guy. You know, we've 
a couple of us have, you know, poked each other about that. We're, we're a nice guy and working hard on, you know, education or professional accomplishments. And, um, and all of that is just kind of by the wayside because that's not, that's, that's all about reputation, but it had nothing to do with character. And, uh, I was a real nice guy up front, large and in charge, leader in my church. And all the while, uh, keeping this secret of, uh, of sexual addiction in the background, hiding it, um, relentlessly because if someone found out my life would be over and, uh, it, they, they did find out. And, uh, one of the consequences was, uh, you know, being kicked out of my house. And also that same night, uh, somebody handed me a piece of paper with a phone number on it said, you might want to call this guy. And I did call that guy and he met me, uh, a couple days later and put a white book in my hand. And then over the next uh, week or so, um, I got a, a big book and uh, twelve and twelve and a couple other things, and um, and I knew that I had to uh, dive into working the steps as much as effort as I had put into things that were of no value to me, uh, like a degree, which is a good thing. But um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I am so much more thankful for the twelve step work that I'm able to do than for the things that will pass away because it's working on my character, not my reputation. I'm thankful for, um, you know, my sponsor's been uh, patient with me and been gracious with me and took me, you know, invited me into his home to do step work. And we've, uh, you know, we're working our, our, our step work together. And um, I just can't tell you how grateful I am to have the opportunity to look at those character defects and do that inventory and say those things out loud to my sponsor that I did and to uh, release that and let the shame go and let the fear go and continually work on that. And uh, so I'm no longer large and in charge. I'm no longer, uh, I'm just, I'm just Dave and I'm grateful to be uh, here with you guys today. Grateful to be working the steps. So thanks guys. Hi, my name is Tom. I am a recovering sexaholic. Um, real quickly, if I can identify, um, I will share that uh, when I came into the program, uh, I, I really had no intention of working any steps. In fact, I really didn't even want to get sober because I just wanted to get the card signed so I wouldn't go go back to jail. Um, and eventually, once I admitted to myself that I was sexaholic, that Probably no human power on earth could save me and that God could and would if he were sought. Um, my sponsor, who I picked, uh, was a lot like me and he liked to go to the last chapter of the book. So we went immediately to step 12 and he pointed out to me that if I really wanted a spiritual awakening, I'd have to work some steps. Um, if you remember from step 12, it says, as the result of working the steps, I'm going to have a spiritual awakening. Roy called it a change of attitude. Well, I was ready for a spiritual awakening, but I really didn't need an attitude change. <laughs> or did I? So fast forward, um, this is what I've learned. Um, I've learned that 12 steps are only the first 12 principles of a 36-principle program. There's traditions, and there's also concepts of service which Bill W. considered just as important as the steps. So I started with the steps. I still continue to work the steps, traditions, and concepts of service. I'm no longer here just to get a card signed. That was a long, long time ago. Um, 
I've learned, uh, I like the theme of this, this convention. I've learned that if all you want out of this program is sobriety, that's probably all you're going to get. But there's a whole lot more. It's a design for living. I can't imagine ever living a life that is not based in recovery. Um, because I'm a sexaholic. I always will be a sexaholic. And uh, no human power will ever save me from that. And I can admit that today. Um, I've learned that without working the principles of the program in all my affairs, I have no hope. One of the things that Roy put in the white book that I was just using this morning talking with somebody in the 18-wheeler section, 18 suggestions, how I overcame lust and temptation. One of those is participate in the program. And I get sponsees that will say, well, I go to meetings. I said, okay, are you working the steps? Well, I go to events. Yeah, but are you working the steps? I learned that the only hope I have is to work steps, traditions, and concepts. That's it. I will feel warm and fuzzy after a meeting. Great fellowship. Maybe go for some good food, but that's not going to cure me. Nothing will cure me, but it will help me to get well if I will work those principles. Um, I'll end with this. I really enjoyed a previous share who talked about being drafted into service um, because he drafted me into service. So I will share this. I am the current chair of the GDA. And we have little table tents that says where we are, what region we represent. And I'm no longer a delegate. So mine says Tom K, cat herder. And that's what was taught to me. <laughs> Based on the one principle that I hold on to, nothing will ensure against a slip more than intense work, intensive work with other sexaholics. We always think the newcomer most important. But it doesn't say that. And believe me, I have been in some intensive meetings with some of these sexaholics. And what was shared is true for me, too. Being in service, I've had a chance to practice the principles of the program. And, you know, by the grace of God, I've been sober for a long time. I don't usually like to talk about my sobriety date, because, but I have to. It's a hope. It's been 21 years, a little over 21 years for me. And that's because God could and would because I sought him. And I continue today to seek him. It's the only hope I got. Thank you for letting me share. Thanks, John. That's all the time we have uh, for sharing in Sexaholics Anonymous. It is our primary purpose to stay sexually sober. I'm going to add work steps and help others achieve sexual sobriety. Our ex experience teaches us that attending meetings, working the steps, and giving and receiving sponsorship are key elements in maintaining our own sobriety. This is an, an, an anonymous program. Please keep the name and phone number of anyone you meet or learn about in SA to yourself. What we say here, let it stay here. Stay here. I've asked uh, Dave to read a uh, vision for you. I'm Dave, it's sexaholic. Hey, uh, just to quickly mention, steal a moment here, is uh, just for thinking it through, uh, I've come to realize that uh, uh, it's God who's given me the grace to stay sober as long as I have. Uh, but it's, it, 
it's God that's given me the grace to be sober, but it's working the steps that I hold on to that grace. Thank you. So our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do for the man who is still still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless and keep you until then. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you, uh, everybody, for showing up here and uh, ex- uh, sharing your experience, strength, and hope. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to share, grab somebody after the meeting. Uh, after a moment of silent meditation for the sexaholic suffering inside and outside of these rooms, will you join me in the third step prayer? episode of the daily reprieve the best source for experience strength and hope for sa members please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes please show your support by donating to the daily reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking donate now thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of the daily reprieve Thank you.